welcome to the midweek show talking in stations i am your host silver suspiria tonight we are off schedule and i'm joined by aria from tnt hello everyone and some exciting guests tonight we have nate alto hello um pen is out kayla capital specialist also for the pen is out ceo of victory or whatever Hello. Exciting show for me today because I'm glad we got this in, guys. Because for me personally, I spent a lot of time fighting both with you guys and against you guys. And with our ongoing series of what does LOSEC look like in 2020, I think Penazal plays a pretty substantial part in how that looks. Would you guys agree? Yeah, I think um, we have a lot of impact in the Black Rise area. We tend to be lazy and not want to go far from home. Uh, more than five jumps, and we get a little scared and want to return. But uh, we're kind of active in that area for LOSEC, yeah. That's awesome. So um, let's give me a little bit of history background on Penn is Out. How did you guys get started? Where'd your, where'd your origins from, both you personally and, and as a corporation into an alliance? Sure. So... Um, I'll talk about myself and then the Alliance, and then Kala can talk about VWAT joining, I guess. Um, so I started playing even like 2015 or something um, in Faction Warfare and joined Rapid Withdrawal uh, about two months into that. Um, and then after some time in rap- Rapid Withdrawal, we wanted to do the Alliance tournament. Um, so we, we put together an Alliance just for that. Um, and the idea was to come up with a name that would be entertaining when CCP had to say it, um, whether they said the name or the ticker. And I think we succeeded um, with Pen is Out and Wangs as the ticker. Um, and then at can that we, point, uh, we, can we... Can we mention yeah. AT a little bit? So you guys did really well in the AT in the first couple of years, right? Like you kind of were well, like this... Yeah. So the first year we came, I think it was like fifth. It was like, a, I think it was a tie, but then somehow we were fifth, not fourth. So no AT ships. And then the second year, I think we only did two years because, you know, no more AT. But um, we came, we we did poorly that year, actually. I think we lost, like, second or third round. Okay. And that first year, though, can we talk about the commercial you tried to get through? Because I thought that was hilarious. Uh, what, Was that the Avatar one? No. Thorax. But you've grown up since Thorax. The Thorax going into the Avatar, though. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, it was a thorax entering um, the, the the hole in the front of the Avatar. And uh, <laughs> that one did not air. We also got our CEO banned um, with Alliance logo submissions um, for, a, for a week or two. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. That's uh, so now we have a lion as our logo instead of things we would have liked instead. Right. But uh, you know, I, I enjoyed watching you guys in the AT, and I'm hoping if they come back, it, would there be plans? And I know we're like sidetracking a bit, but would you be interested in flying again? Yeah, either with our current members, or I bet we could have 10, 10 people probably resubscribe just if the AT came back. Um, they they don't play unless there's a tournament because right. they just don't don't find anything else fun. Uh, we have quite a few people who like the weekly get on Saturday and then scrim all day and then. Uh, eventually do the AT thing. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, we did the AT and that's why I made an alliance, but then it kind of grew uh, um, organically. We never sought out corpse to join. They just kind of saw what we were doing and then asked if they could come along. Usually groups we knew, um, either we had fought them or, you know, fought with them on occasion. Um, eventually we left Galmill, um, somewhere in the middle there, there was like a Galmill civil war against us, um, because of our, uh, agreement and standing with snuffed out, which, uh, if you want to talk about, we can, but basically we were blue to snuffed out during world war B and then just kept it afterwards, yeah. um, for until they folded. I think that's important to mention with you guys, cause it was, a uh, pretty critical even to where you are today, right? Like, um. Yeah, that's sort of what got you heading away from faction warfare, along with gameplay mechanics, probably. Yeah, so the the blue is snuffed out. So in in World War B, um, basically they they got a chunk of ISK, right? And then um, little known fact is that 
So basically, there was a mail from our CEO that went out saying, hey, we're going to be blue to snuffed out and blah, blah, blah. Um, what he didn't mention was that they were paying us for that um, to help them specifically in that, uh, you know, all that stuff. Um, that was around the time the command destroyers came out. So we did bush fleets um, and we got really good at um, kind of what now is, I guess, Pando's snatch fleet. But basically, you set up 500 off, chain jump in. And then you also pair that up with like ECM burst ships and you can just chain jump your whole fleet in and pull, pull a bunch off. Um, at the time we didn't really tackle and kill things unless we only got like one or two, we just ECM bursted to get ourselves out and then set up again. Um, but then, you know, after that we stayed blue cause we liked the people. Um, and that enabled us to grow, um, both our FCs. Um, we had really good FCs and we still do, uh, developed from faction warfare because that that environment used to um and not so much anymore but it used to be really good for developing fcs who were very um strong under pressure uh but the the relationship with snuffed out let us grow some fcs who could do including myself um could then do strong capital fleets and supers and titans and all that um which we probably wouldn't have ever done uh without that agreement or we would have got to much later. Right. So the, the, what was Galmel at the time uh, didn't appreciate that, that stance because uh, it was viewed that snuff was sort of oppressive to them in the area and sort of the big bad wolf in the in the backyard, right? Yeah, in a way. I mean, Wolf's Dragoon did uh, weekly um, T3C fleets and, you know, utilized cap fleets and stuff. But uh, we never really, we always had a kind of, hard, tough relationship with Galmel. We never really wanted to do what everyone else was doing. We wanted to be independent. And I mean, at the time we formed our alliance, I think we were pulling without effort 50 or 60 uh, rapid withdrawal pilots into a fleet. Um, so we were kind of trying to be more independent. Um, and we just, you know, we never really got on that well with Galmel. We worked together when we needed to, but tried to be in do things on our own. But then the snuff uh, relationship changed that a bit because we worked with snuff pretty consistently. Right. Yes, I remember those days. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then at some point after um, you left, uh, or were you in Faction Warfare when you dabbled in into the first bit of solve there in Cloud Ring? No, or... so, well, oof, we might have been because it was Gal Milistan. Um, right. We probably were. I don't know. I can't actually remember. We probably were in Faction Warfare. Um, and then at some point we decided to leave Faction Warfare because with the with Citadels coming in, we just felt there wasn't any point. Um, we, we took an alliance vote, and uh, it was pretty unanimous that we didn't want to be in faction warfare. I think it was like 90 to 10 or something. Uh, so, so we left, um, we did at the time blew up all of Galmil, um, on our way out. We said, Hey, we just don't want to deal with the mechanics anymore. We don't really care about it. So we're just going to put you guys blue so we can keep flying together when we want to, but we, we aren't doing faction warfare. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a common, uh, thread amongst a lot of, uh, older faction warfare groups at the citadel mechanics sort of stymied any of the real reasons why you fight in faction warfare and yeah uh, and i think ccp took a step in the right direction with the recent tethering change but they need to uh, take that a bit farther and actually restrict citadel docking it's not like it's some crazy thing you the station docking was restricted when they brought in citadels, they should have just also restricted citadel docking based on who owns the system, um, regardless yeah. of who owns the citadel. That shouldn't be a factor. Right. Yeah. So that that's been a um, a thing I even asked uh, at FanFest like two years ago at the roundtable. Right. Like um, the the claim was, well, it's a little bit difficult because you have pirate citadels. So I'm like, yeah, but well, how is that different than NPC stations? You know. Right. Like, exactly. Any, our, <laughs> anybody um, owns them, right? Yeah, exactly. And our guys, um, you know, I think they announced Citadels at Eve Vegas, and we had quite a few people. We we still do, but had quite a few people attending Eve Vegas, and they tried to talk to CCP developers and tell them, "Hey, this isn't going to work, and you you have to make them like stations if you want Faction Warfare to keep 
working the way it does. And I think faction warfare has changed. I think I don't think it'll ever go back to the way it used to be, where you just smash ships into each other all day long. Um, at, you know, when I started playing, we would log into Tama, get on at like I don't know 6 p.m., log into Tama and just smash ships nonstop until 10 p.m. and then go to bed and then get back on the next day. And uh, that I don't think we'll ever see that from faction warfare again. No, I agree. That's some of the best fun I ever had in the game. And a lot of people criticize it like, oh, yeah, you're just smashing T1 frigates into each other. Yes, that's true, but it's still like fast and furious, right? You're in and out of plexes and running around and playing games, and well, that's fun. But I do have hope that the what they're doing with Tether was just like a test, right? Like, can we restrict based on faction warfare control and people in faction warfare? without breaking anything. Like I, I sort of like this Talos approach, which is very iterative, right? Try something small and like hopefully push it along further. Uh, do you agree? Like, yeah, like I, all these little I, changes I are in a direction. I agree. And I don't know if Kayla has a different opinion, but I think, you know, they started out well, but like shield slaves, for example, were a step in the wrong direction. Um, I don't <laughs> think that should have been like a team Talos thing. It should have been a, more long-term development i know they've been talking about shield slaves forever but it's like why why use that team for something like shield slaves that you've been talking about for two years when you could be doing other things yeah what do you think kayla um guys the shield slaves it's pretty much the same along with nate we don't really have like as much of a view on faction warfare because v1 was never really involved in the faction warfare system that much um, we kind of came from Metro uh, and did a lot of conflict um, with alliances like Did You Say Jump and Shadow Cartel. Um, and we didn't join Penas Out until, I guess, fairly recently in the in the long-term uh, scheme of things. We started off joining alliances um, like uh, Panic Attack and trying to build them up to do a lot more capital-based content that didn't really pan out so well, so we uh, we left and crushed them. Uh, but then we kind of moved on to doing a, our own little attempt at the AT, uh, fighting snuff with Siege Green, um, joined some more alliances, and then pretty much ended up in Tama, where we discovered our one true calling to the world was to keep um, Northgate secured. Um, and everything else just kind of was driven towards that goal, um, which means we kind of ended up making some friends in the area. And we discovered Nate and Penas out, and we just kind of like enjoyed uh, each other's companies. Nate is my gay lover, um, and so we just joined and took things from there. But in regards to the, the faction warfare system itself, Wang has kind of left faction warfare about a month after we were joining. Yeah, that's right. I remember. So you guys have been in probably close to two years with Penas out, or a year and a half or so. I think about a year and a half, coming up to two years by now. Yeah. So like so we you guys decide that factual warfare isn't for you. We did you did dip into uh some null stuff um before you left though. We I was part of Galmillistan with you there for a little while. Um are you still active? I I see you still have space in Cloud Ring and Dotland yeah. falls at Galmillistan still and we should probably figure out how to fix that. But you know, what's the deal with Solve these days? So um we we went to null <laughs> Really, so um, huge went to null. Uh, that was what big hands, right? Magnus Digitus, or I guess that's big fingers. Yeah. Um, but basically, <laughs> so times, yeah. Black Fox Marauders um, formed an alliance, and uh, they went to null. And it looked like they were having a whole. They basically they kicked everyone out of Cloud Ring. It looked like they were having a whole lot of fun. So I think Fe uh, Fed Up went to null, and then Wangs went to null, and we kind of just split up the space there and. GMBA, of course. Um, and we kind of just split up the space out in Cloud Ring. Um, we lived out there for a while, and then we went back to Losec. Um, and then we did go back out when, um, well, Fed Up Space was under attack by uh, Black Legion and Tissue. Um, yep. And then we haven't really been back out to Null since. We, we still have space. We still occasionally go out there because people like to entosis it but otherwise we, we try to well personally i try to avoid nullsec i don't like it but well you did go back yeah. out there after fed up was attacked right we had a nice mm, little 
spat over what, well, a year ago. I guess yeah. So we but we never went home after that, right? So we went out when Fed Up was there, but then we stayed there until yeah, we fought Fed Up, um, and then uh, Fed Up left and went to Legacy. Yeah. So okay. So Sov not really uh, on the radar for for Penance out these days. You other than content, you have no desire to really build an empire somewhere, right? No, it's only for content and like yeah, the the Sov life of just owning a bunch of space doesn't really suit us. Um, it's kind of the opposite of low sec, right? Low sec, nobody owns it. Uh, uh, Sov, people, you know, it's owned. It's kind of not not our thing. I see you had some Sov fights in 2017, but since the end of 2018, you guys have held Sov without any interruption. Does anyone actually attack your Sov? Yeah, it gets a uh, well, it gets into assist a lot by groups roaming through and those we just kind of ignore the timers um occasionally we get someone actually um trying to take it but it's pretty a quick it's usually a pretty quick thing of we go out there with small fleets we just run some jump freighters up uh, we don't even need to deploy and then we win a few fights and then it's over nobody really has made a strong effort to take it uh, that reason's a bit money tough, with right? it do we, uh, I mean, not not from Sov. I mean, we, we have moons all over the place, um, including like three and null, I think. So we, we make the money of three moons, whatever that is. I have no idea. I just pay the SRP. I don't pay attention to where we get the ISK. Cloud Ring is kind of tough now because, for one, you guys, do you guys have a, an official relationship within it? Uh, we, uh, yeah, uh, we are not blue within it, but we have a agreement around uh, supers and titans. Um, okay. Specifically, they needed to move. We were causing a lot of problems with them trying to move through Cloud Ring safely or uninterrupted, um, kind of unintentionally causing problems. So we have an agreement so that they can do that. Right. I see they have like a jump bridge in GMVA space. Uh, in Cloud Ring there, but like yeah, and then like there's the Goon Keep Star that right. wasn't really an agreement. Yeah. That actually that went up under Fed Up, right? Yeah, I I logged in to find that anchored in our system, and then being like, oh hi, yes, that was a very interesting time. Yeah, they don't really ask, right? No, um, but that was at the beginning of that that summer war, kind of like a year ago, um. But since then, like the goons came through there and kind of glassed everything in Fade and Pure Blind, right? Which are the two neighboring um, regions there. And the only other region there is Fountain, which uh, is in it. So, like, there aren't many people living in Fade and Pure Blind these days. I mean, a couple of small groups, but no one that would that would even be interested in contesting you over the Sov anyway, right? So, like, there's no. Not I... really... Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, there's like in, you know, pure blind fade, there's like cones, the French were there, but our SOV is USTZ. So, I mean, the only person would be, your group would be cones, but I don't think they really want the space. Cloud, Cloud Ring's kind of like one of the shittier null sex as far as I've been told. Um, nobody really cares for it. The, no, the like real sec is low or something. Some, yeah, some zero numbers low. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. The true sec is not great, which means that ratting space isn't optimal. Right? You're not going to get the best uh, ratting enums out of Cloud Ring true sec. And to be honest, the moon distribution, when it got redistributed, did, it didn't do it any justice either. There's not a whole lot of money in, in Cloud Ring. There's a couple of good moons around, but you know, nothing worth. And it's a transit space, right? You go from you get goons moving from Fountain through to the north there frequently. You got the goon keep star there, so there's there's constant traffic and disruption uh, through that whole region. Yeah, so it's I mean, not like that, that's your that highway up. between Black Rise and Pure Blind and Syndicate and Fountain. Yeah, there's many reasons why that doesn't work as like a, a home region that you'd want to sit around and make money. So, so what's up now, Nate? Like, uh, you guys are um, fairly active now. Um, you know, there's stuff going on on Reddit, and uh, I see you guys. Quite often, like I fly up there every now and then to to shoot some wangs, you know, because we do. But uh, I've been out of the loop a little bit as far as the politics go, and 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 what happened, to you guys, after Snuff um, disbanded. So you had this really long-standing relationship with Snuff. 
you work together quite often. You flew together all the time. And then they disband. How, how did that go for you guys? Yeah, so Snuff disbanding um, came at an interesting... Well, so I don't actually remember when they disbanded. Um, but I think it was around the summer. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was more recent. Yeah, uh, late but summer. Basically, around that time, slightly before that, we started taking um, kind of under Roy Henry's direction a new approach, in my opinion, to the area. So Snuff had deployed, I think. Um, and so we were really the only ones in the area um, uh, that frequently used capitals and supers and whatever. Um, so we kind of went with a new approach where we just smashed battle cruisers into anything that showed up. So anytime we saw a fleet, we would just form harbingers and go go smash into them. Um, so that turned out to be pretty fun, and that was good during the summer lull. Um, and then Snuff disbanded, and everyone thought there would be, like, I think everybody called it a power vacuum, but I don't think they really uh, realized that that's not how low sec works because you're not taking space, right? So we ended up with some of Snuff's moons, which are the only thing of value in low sec. Um, and I think like some went to GMBA and some went to other groups. One because we don't really care for moons that are more than a few jumps away. Um, but you know, there there's not really a power vacuum in low sec like people thought there would be because there's just nothing to take um, with the current state of things. Uh, yeah. So no no group tried to move in and like take over. And uh, the only group that really could anyway would be like Siege Green, but them being Korean time zone. Uh, there's not much that could really go on there, um, you know, with fighting us. So yeah, it's I kind of turning. What people mean by power vacuum, Nate, is that the you know Snuff always had the ability to like pretty much crush anyone that came through low sec or threatened their space. They had the 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 biggest firepower in the area. You know, they were the big dogs on the block, right? So when when they disbanded, I think everyone was wondering, well, who's going to be the next big dog on the block? Because there's always a big dog, right? Yeah, and I think in a way, you know, in the Black Rise Citadel region, Placid even, we've sort of filled that, but we've tried to do it a bit differently. We don't we don't want to snuff out everyone in the area. Um, so, like, for example, there was some Citadel, maybe an Asbel or a Fort in Kanaka we put to hull, and then we just didn't show up for the hull timer because we wanted to repair so we could do it again um, for, for the fights. Um, and stuff like that, like, we don't really care to kill people's things in low sec except for maybe like an asbel where they're building a whole bunch of caps because we need srp money but uh you know it, it's we're taking a bit of a different approach but i mean we do have the power people always looked at wangs as weak like for example uh liberty squad from goons the the thomas lear sig deployed to low sec to fight snuffed out and then all they did was shoot wang citadels because we were ustz timed and they were ustz um or like shoot first did the same thing they're like oh we're forming an anti-snuff coalition and then they come and shoot wangs well people always thought we were weak because we always formed with snuff but really we can form you know 80 dudes in a fleet if we need to we have a large cap force we can drop a shit ton of titans i mean relative to low sec um if we need to but we we rarely ever need to so it if I mean, if that's what you mean by power vacuum, yeah, we filled it, but we we're taking a different approach. That's interesting. Now, did any of the snuff guys move over to Penizel? I, I know a lot of them broke up. Like some of them are wound up over in Trigger Happy. A couple of them went over to Volta. Like they scattered to the wind a little bit. But like uh, specifically, the U.S. time zone guys were really tight with you. Um, so how how many of those snuff guys actually wound up as Penizel? We took uh, we took one corp from from Snuff. That's it. The so rest went went their own way. I think uh, we we couldn't take every like if we took all the corps. Not that they all wanted to join us. I'm not saying that. But if we did, there would be no one that would be able to fight us. Even multiple groups together. We're currently at a state where it takes multiple groups to fight us in most cases. So if we took too many more people, we'd probably have an issue of never getting a fight truth uh let me throw it over to, to kayla over there i haven't uh, heard you very much but um what, what's your take on the on the current situation in 
in LOSEC right now for you guys. Um, you guys have talked about a little bit of you guys have like a long-standing weird relationship with Galmil, if I can call it that, because you're you're often very supportive of Galmil. Um, and then Galmil always has these internal stuff that goes on, right? Like internal politics. So like is there anything going on with Galmil right now and Adaron Robotics? And like talk a little bit about, about what's going on there. Um Adaron Robotics is kind of like has a small sort of thing out for Wangs, but really VWAT itself is not involved in the topics related to um, everything outside of the content itself, right? Like, pretty much we show up at any timer and we're entirely about the fight that's on grid. And to be honest, we don't really care about all the, the politics or the things that led up to the fight itself. It's mainly about fighting on grid and actions on grid. So we joined Penners out because there was a, a role that we could fill, particularly with um, high-skilled active tank capitals that would lead into a way of creating a lot more content because a lot of our content um, lately has been on offensive um, structures. They've been on Asbels from Hobo. They've been on Tech 2 anti-camp Fortazars. Uh, and we're more than happy to put kind of capitals that are on grid that are capable of tanking that. And when you have a couple of capitals on um, an enemy Fortazar that's designed to kill them, you give them a lot of an advantage, and you give them this kind of situation where they believe it's advantageous to drop you. Uh, and that creates a lot of conflict with the kind of groups that we've been talking about lately, which is really what we're all about. Like, um, I don't get too involved in... The politics, the role play, as amusing as it is, it's more how can we get people to fight? How can we get an interesting fight? Uh, and for that endeavor, it's always been useful for me to be just throwing capitals at everything, uh, regardless of if I die or not. Um, because the main thing in low sec is content, right? Like there's no big conflict driver. There's no um, the the main thing about low sec is that it's all about content. It's just why VWAT's in LowSec and it hasn't joined any of the NullSec blocks and is never going to join any of the NullSec blocks. Right. And uh, because you did mention Aderon Silver, just to touch on that. So oh, I believe that, you know, as somewhat of the leader of Wangs, but not really because really everybody else runs the Alliance. I just made... You know, people just think of me as the leader, um, but without anyone, everyone else <laughs> running it, like, yeah, I'm basically the paper pusher, really, let's be honest. Um, uh, I don't believe in ever stopping RFCs from doing something, um, unless there's, like, a really good reason. So if RFCs go RF 10, 10 Aider on Citadels and then tell Aider on, hey, you should rent our moons, I'm not going to stop them. And that's basically what happened is RFCs got the idea that Aderon likes to mine, so let's just kill their miners and then offer them moons to rent. And then if they don't want to rent them, we'll RF some citadels. Um, and then somehow, you know, Aderon got really mad at us about that, which is understandable. And now, now there's some coalition uh, that's been forming for two months, but hasn't RF'd a single one of our structures um, that is supposedly forming to fight Wangs. So I'm looking forward to these defensive timers, but. Um... They don't seem to be appearing. Yeah, Kel and I had talked about this before. That we've—it's uh, been rare that we've actually had a defensive timer, um, and it's so much more. Well, it's more fun to do offensive because it's much more difficult, especially like forts and stuff. But actually, having a defensive timer for once would be quite a bit of fun. Right. So a little bit of drama there, right? I mean, from the outside looking in, uh, there. That's pretty much what I heard had happened, right? We had uh, attacks on Aderon mining fleets. And then um, was some of it uh, due to, I, I think when RVB was in Faction Warfare, they sort of attacked uh, GMVA Sov briefly. And uh, did Aderon not come to their aid there? Was there was that any part of what's, what sparked the interest to shoot Aderon at all? No, there was something, I mean, I don't really know. Uh, from the outside, it, looking at it, it probably looks like it's drama-based, but really, we just, like, our our go-to 
standard operations are if you see a citadel we shoot it just to see what happens like we we've we rf maybe 10 10 plus citadels a week um the the rvb thing i think it was actually us that Aderon didn't come help when we asked them to uh it was something like we defended one of their structures and then we had a timer and asked them to bring like whatever they wanted but specifically Ewar, and they didn't come and that made somebody unhappy with them so they got the rental idea that i mentioned um it was something like that but honestly i just don't pay that much attention to things like that i got it so there's this coalition forming to retaliate do you guys have any idea who's in this coalition uh so i've been i haven't logged into the game in over a month because i've been moving and stuff um but from what I've gathered, just looking at BRs after the fact and stuff, um, or just from what I hear, um, it's a coalition comprised of Aderon Robotics, Malro, which is an ex uh, group that formed from Aderon, um, and they have an alliance too. I don't know the name. I think they're in the Empyrean of the Convocation of Empyreans now. It's Ashtarothi's group, yeah. Yeah, so those guys, they do a lot in high sec. Uh, Ash is always <laughs> streaming it. Uh, Kayla has made Ash's life a bit difficult sometimes. Um, and then there's like uh, aggressively average. So you got intergalactic space hobos, Aderon Robotics, aggressively average. And that's um, Cruiser's Crew and Chuck. Uh, Chuck being Bastard Cartel, Chuck Norris. Um, and then you've got. Uh, Sometimes Wrecking Crew, which is like Templus Calcif and all them, and then uh, sometimes Fed Up. I wouldn't lump us into that coalition there, buddy. We have don't really have any interest at all. And I, I see our your friend uh, Arm Jita in there kept saying Aderon equals Fed Up. That's not true. Haven't been over there not in anymore. Like yeah. Um, we we've been long since separated. Uh, we are Legacy Null Block now, so you can call us that if you want. But uh, yeah, we don't. I don't really have a whole lot of interest in interfering. I we do it's content, right? And just like you guys, if there's a timer, and uh, right. you know, we're still very good friends with with Spartan from Templus Calcif. So if he calls us and there's something interesting going on, we might fly over there to see what's going on. But no, not part of any coalition. We have we have our own coalition to deal with. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying Fed Up's part of the coalition, but you guys do show up to the timers on yeah, that side. And then I don't even know that uh, if we're trying to be factual, Wrecking Crew or Calcif and and their whole group is part of that coalition. I'm not sure. I don't think so because they, uh, I mean, they're in derelict. It's a far travel for them, but they do show up to a lot of timers on that side. Yeah, because Templus Calcif is still Calmill, right? So they, is there is a yeah maybe yeah no there's there's still factual affairs as far as I can see. So well, so there isn't really a Calmill component though of that coalition anymore, except for Calcif, um, right? Unless there's a group I'm not aware. Maybe Panion Dominion, but they're they're off time zone, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. But you know, I think Wrecking Crew is is the same, right? They they see some content. Um, you know, they they've got some history with Ardra too, right? So, you know, there's interesting things for them to shoot at if they can make the timer, then they'll go just just like fed up, right? But we we live far, we are very far. So if we don't get a wormhole, it's unlikely that we can get to the timer and anything substantial or on time even. Yeah. So we, uh, I mean, really, we welcome this coalition. I think last time they formed, we uh, due to the server issues going on, we had to call off all of our fleets this week. But they formed earlier this week, 120, and then I think there was like. Uh, another fleet on its way but uh we welcome it they can outform us by quite a bit but that's not a problem uh we're happy to fight their um their numbers and uh hopefully they actually do something it's been two months and they're just, just like i don't know what they're doing they've been talking about this coalition for two months i hear about it from all kinds of people because they keep trying to recruit more and more i don't know why they need more but uh if they ever get enough maybe they'll actually shoot something of ours I think the concern, you know, not just with you, but there's been like coalitions in the past to try and fight snuff and and stuff. And the 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 biggest problem that people have faced, and and with, with you guys, I assume it's similar, 
is that it's hard to answer your super capital force in those sec. Would you would you agree? Yeah, but I think we're very reasonable about when we drop supers and titans um, in fights. So if you consider um, the last time we dropped titans in an actual fight was in Lattister some in December probably. And uh, that was well calculated. Uh, the only reason we did it was because Cruiser's crew went around telling everyone, hey, come to this time or we're going to wipe Wang's capital fleet out. Um, so it was kind of obvious to us. All we needed to do was pre-stage Titans and then uh, very strategically position Sinos and Sino and Hibs and stuff to get the engagement we wanted. Um, we spent like, I don't know, two hours planning as a group um, exactly how we we're going to do that engagement. So I think we were conscious of the fact that if we drop Titans all the time, we're just not going to get good fights. So we don't do it. Um, before that, it was probably some months before we uh, really drop titans um i mean we drop we have the occasional gank where we just drop whatever but an actual conscious decision to drop titans uh yeah. is is a rare thing so i'm showing the battery part from that star that you mentioned and that was one of the fights we had a good wormhole for so we kind of flew over and uh but you know th this is a pretty substantial um super cap force for somebody to fight so yeah you could you know it's just the threat of having it is sort of a suppressor right so like you know i don't know that uh these guys will drop so such heavy capital anymore knowing that you can have that in your back pocket right and that's yeah and in a way that's fine because they can form 120 let's have a subcap fight i mean i have no problem with a subcap fight exactly. yeah it doesn't have to be and we've taken i mean we've taken significant losses um in cap fights i mean uh marto maybe a month before this fight that you're showing we lost 80 90 bill um and killed 30 we okay so we lost 100 even better that was really rough i think it's also worth pointing out that on that battle report it's not even that many supers and titans when you consider that the coalition that's forming against us has more supers and titans combined than is on that battle report it's simply a case of being uh, quite concerned at using them because then you know, when you're doing uh, a super cap and a titan op between that many groups intel just isn't a thing so it's just it just begets it becomes too known that you're using them yeah so i think that's actually a good point it, it's worth pointing out that group um all these all these groups combined actually have more titans than we do um they have cruisers crew, which all of them, almost all of them, as far as I'm aware, have Titan alts. I've seen them moving. I think it was nine Titans when I saw them moving. Uh, hobos have t a bunch of Titans. We did kill one actually on their own fort uh, a couple months ago. Um, they 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 told the guy that it was safe to jump, and uh, obviously it wasn't because no one could fly the fort. Um, but if they actually work together in a good way and that's kind of the advantage we have we're one alliance we have you know usually a fleet's run by three people um we have that good communication we work well together because we're one group they they just have this disparate thing um so if they ever kind of figure that that stuff out they could drop more than us and uh be, be at an advantage there in super capitals yeah one of the other um things that i've heard uh some of this, I think, is uh, I appreciate your effort to do things a little bit differently than Snuff, but you know maybe it, people in the area are still shell shocked because Snuff would definitely press that button if they had to at any time, right? And, and in addition to that, I think people are a little bit worried about your your relationship within it that I was sort of hinting at before, and I wanted you to make clear, like, is is there a possibility that in it will show up? Because that's one of the things RVB said a couple weeks ago. Was that in it? Was uh, sort of running around shooting their their fortis their not fortisars but structures they had in and around Losec when they were in faction warfare. Is that yeah? Legit? So uh, yeah, let me touch on that. In it, uh, we don't we don't talk to in it about our timers at all. Um, I, they do well. Let me rephrase that. I tell them uh, occasionally, specifically, hey, uh, we have this timer. Don't show up. I've done that with one of their FCs who I know sometimes watches for timers in low sec. Um, because if we're planning, you know, if we want, 
if we want to fight uh, and we can tell them not to show up on either side, that's kind of better for us because usually the fights are pretty even or we're outnumbered. Um, but we don't ever really coordinate within it on, hey, come help us for a timer. That It just doesn't happen. We don't have that relationship with them. And I'll say from personal experience, Nate, with flying with you for so many years, there have been several cases where you've had people interested in coming to a fight that you've sort of deterred from coming in the interest of getting the fight. And so I, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you remember when we were fighting uh, Calcif, over and over we were getting, I mean, we took, remember, uh, oh God, there was a month where I think I lost some record number of guardians. Um, and we didn't call snuff once, uh, even though we had that option the entire time, um, just because we wanted the fights. I can't remember what the number was, but I have a, I think I have a corp title now for it because it was like some crazy number of guardians to whelp in a month for, for a low set group, at least. And also can probably do it in one fight. It was like 50 or 60 or something, but we specifically, we specifically don't or we specifically at that time tried not to ever call snuff um, in those engagements because we knew what happened. And I had conversations with like the last Spartan about that too. And he said, well, it doesn't matter because there's still the possibility, which we understand there always is that possibility, but you know, it, it is what it is. All those groups also have that possibility of calling in another block too. They all have contacts in like horde and goons and uh, tests and all that. That's true. Um, and if they're really bored, they can always show up, right? Yeah, or you get like, you know, the the good old Predator Elite third party. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Uh, that's really all I had to, for you guys. Uh, Rhea, did, did you have anything that you wanted to talk about with Penis Out? Uh, no, no, no additional questions. Is there anything else you wanted to uh, to mention, Nate or, or Kayla, about what you got going on? What's what's next for for our draw? Are there big plans other than whatever's going to happen with this coalition? Um, I think we'll keep doing what we what we do. I mean, we uh, we occasionally deploy, but it's not really our style. Um, honestly, we're lazy. That's just the way it is, and we know that at this point. We've we've learned from failed deployments. Um, and not even really fail, just unparticipated or low par lowly participated deployments. Um, so we'll probably just stay in our area, and uh, you know we have a good method for getting us fights. We shoot every citadel we see, um, and we'll just keep doing that unless somebody actually comes to fight us, um, which hopefully this coalition finally figures it out and uh, shoots one of our structures. Yeah, I want to save some time to talk about. Um... One topic uh, from Kayla when we get to something you may not know about Eve, but uh, how do people find you, Nina? Do you have a website, Discord? How, how do people who are interested in Pen is Out find you for recruitment? Um, so you, you go in game, right? Uh, and if you look up Pen is Out, there's quite a few corporations. Um, Hive Collective never apply to that. I don't know what those guys do. Um, <laughs> okay. reach, reach around squad. I mean, if, if that's what you want. Feel free to apply to that one. Um, Victor or whatever is probably the best bet for new bros. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Black Fox Marauders, if you have some skill points and can put up with uh, FC who might yell at you. So, uh, yeah. Oh, like my boy MP? Or, you know, is he still an No, I mean Badger Roy or? Henry. So if you, if you don't have the right ship, you might get, a yell, you might get yelled at by Roy Henry. It's worth it. Um, probably the best corp we have. Um, but yeah, so new bros go to victory, whatever. Uh, <laughs> if you want to go to if you want to go to reach around squad, feel free. And then everybody else go to Black Fox Marauders. I think they require a jump freighter though, so that might make it tricky for some people. Um, applications to victory or whatever will be accepted on the North Gate at zero. Yeah, you know we didn't even talk about the the famous uh, VWAT slash Ardra Gate Camp of the Norvikiken Tamagate. I see you guys still over there quite often. Is that still a thing? Yeah, that's something Kayla should really touch on. So uh, we formed a group, and I'll let Kayla talk about it. But we have a we have a specific task force um, or a specific commission for uh, that gate. So uh, Kayla, the North Gate Security Commission, tasked with an order of highest priority, and it is always securing the gate. 
not camping, securing. There's a very big difference between gate camping and securing. Securing is when, you know, no matter what comes to that gate, you make sure it's secure for your <laughs> alliance, for what's blue, you know. No matter who comes to that gate at zero, we will fight them. You can be in a hundred-man serve fleet, and you will get engagement, because the North Gate must always be secure. <laughs> I love it. So you, you, you set up on that gate, and whoever flies through. So do, how often do you get like actual content on that gate? Do people come and try to break you off the gate often? Um, it's pretty much we're only there for the people to come and break us off. Like We'll just, instead of chilling and talking in station, we'll chill and talk on the north gate at zero, and it will, we'll try and be on there for a good session, be that maybe four hours or unless something comes up or anything. Um, and the aim is always to fight whatever comes to break us up because you know people have a massive advantage um, when you're just chilling on the gate, but they can take all the time to form specifically against you. Um, and it's pretty rare that we've had content recently, but in the past we've had Spectre Fleet form up 100 battleships, capitals. We've had um, a lot of the local groups decide that they want content, uh, and they've dropped like a bunch of capitals on us. Um, any roaming gang uh, that doesn't get content in Black Rise knows that they can finish their roam uh, in Tama at the North Gate Zero. It's like, um, yeah, yeah. I was hoping you say that because so many people, like you said, are roaming around, and then if they don't get any content, what's the answer? Oh, we'll just go to Tama and die. To be what, <laughs> you know? So yeah. uh, uh, that is very interesting, and actually quite welcoming a lot of times when you're flying around for hours looking for something and then you know eve is like that sometimes you just don't get anything to pop off but there's always the north gate indeed there's always the north gate and if you show up and you win you win some special prizes um wait what yeah you have to uh just scour z kill a little bit and see what's actually on that gate and uh you'll realize that there's quite a bit of reward if you actually can win if you can win a fight there I think I've seen this. There's like nuggets in the cargo and stuff like that. Uh, nuggets on the ship, maybe. Um, there's, there's, you know, there's. Uh, they tell old stories. Uh, what would they be called? Fables of the uh, hundred billion esque vindicators, and uh, you'll get instant buyback on anything you win. So you might as well just go play. It's kind of like Hypernet. No, that's really cool. Or or there's Dagons to kill, just saying. Oh. Yeah, I mean, there's always something interesting going on in the Norvgate. Let's put it that way. And it is a good place if you're roaming around the area of Black Rise and Gal Mill Warzone. Um, and you want a, a fun conclusion to your fleet. Uh, the boys over there will, will always give you a good time. Um, that's all I had for you guys. I do want to get to one more thing, and uh, it leads me to our next, our ending segment. We like to end the show with something you may not know about EVE Online, whether it be lore, whether it be a mechanic thing, maybe something you do that no one knows. And uh, I've been, been really wanting to get to this part. So, Kayla, do you, what is, what's something that people may not know about EVE Online? Ooh, something people may not know. Um, Pins out is actually... Only high sec care bears because we control ninety percent of the Zenitra market. Yeah, so say that again. You control what percentage of the Zenitra market? I'd say about ninety percent. And we have like for the majority of uh, recent sales. So tell me a little more about that because you know if you watch Astarothi stream, he's often over there doing abyssal stuff, and very often we see Penas out fleets over there. Are, are you actually farming these sites, controlling them to what degree? Like. How how are you uh are you acquiring these things? Um, so uh, it's a pretty rough site. It's not something you can really um run if you're being actively fucked with too hard. So uh, that is essentially what we do to the people in high sec. Um, but we try and maintain control of the majority of sites in high sec by either out DPSing the sites, running them, or actively sabotaging the fleets running them. These are bumping nested out of cap transfer range or um, just making sure we have rolled mods on the shack to make sure we get damage um, 
So there's a few few ways that we can do it. There might also be uh, a gang of thirty catalysts land on your nice shiny nester if you know I can't exactly make it to a site. Yeah, we've we've had a quite uh, an extensive operation on Zanatras. Yeah, so like this is the gameplay that's really interesting, right? Now I don't know if they fixed this, but wasn't one of your tactics like you were bumping the ships away from the triangle dread so that the dread would have perfect transversal and just murder them while you're flying around? That, that was actually uh, we did do that, yes, but uh, the effect you brilliant. described is secondary, right? So because we were just bumping it so that it was going faster than the AB fleets that they were putting on grid could ever right, go. Right, so you would bump the dread fleets. They were just ABing at six hundred a mess. And we could get right. the dread to stay at eighteen hundred MS. Um, and we did that. The dread with a lot is of sieged, right? So you'd bump yeah, this it, thing with sieged, massive so... mass, and just it would fly off into space, and everyone would chase it. You don't even need mass. But at that point, the fleets had generally given up because it was like twenty-five thousand k away. It was just, and then because they were again with really, really bad nest to cap transfer AB fits. When you're trying to chase down something like that, the rats will warp on top of like the few battleships that have micro warps and 60k away from the nesters, and then the nesters can't cap transfer, and it all goes to ship. Yeah, that, that, I watched a few of that happen. I, I think one of them happened on stream, and then I was asking about it, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's awesome!" Um, the majority of like, like and testing really wasn't done on stream, though. It, a lot of it was in low sec as well, to be honest. Interesting, interesting. So how is the Zenitra market? Is this something that people are actually buying? Yeah, we've moved maybe about um, close to 100 Zenitras so far. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, Zenitra is the the Triglavian Dreadnought that was released, I don't know, in the springtime or so? Close to that. It was close to, uh, yeah, just after the winter release. And it is a good ship if you um, make use of its strengths, okay? Uh, the DPS of it is not ideal right now. It should be coming out with a buff or a T2 gun at some point because the DPS of it is not worth the price point right now, but it does have 50% more base armor uh, than the most tankiest dread at the moment armor-wise, which is a revelation and still retains the um, resistance bonus. So you can get 20 million HP on this Zanatra. What's the average price? Um, at the moment, it's close to uh, 15 to 20 bill. Uh, we have sold them at 60 bill. We have sold them at 80 bill. Um, and we did, we did sell one at 140 bill. Oh yeah, we sold the first BP on stream, the Zanatra BPC, at 150, I think it was, with the help of ProGod. That was the BPC, so a blueprint copy mm-hmm. to build it, yeah. That's that's really interesting. So, you were listed as the capital specialist. Would you take fifty revelations against fifty Zenitras? Long-suffering capital specialist. Um, <laughs> I just like to add that prefix. Uh, fifty revs against fifty Zenitras. That's a difficult one. In its current state, yes, but not with the pilots that exist, oh. because it would have to be. Um, but one, you, you'd specific tank both dreads, right, against each other. Um, and the Zenatras would still have almost 60 to 70% more buffer than um, the Revelations. And each pilot would have to be focusing on uh, an individual Revelation. You wouldn't do the standard dread primary um, way that you do normal dread balls right now. You'd have one Zenatra uh, assigned to one Revelation. Um, and then that way you could probably come out on top. It would definitely be close as things are right now. But if you had a rate of fire implants, you know, you're getting your ramp up a lot faster. Uh, and you have one Zenatra, um, assigned to one revelation, you will lose in the first couple minutes and then you'll level out after three minutes and start coming out on top. Did Kayla get Robotti for anyone else? No, he's fine. Okay, uh, you guys have gotten Robotti for me for some reason. Well, that's very interesting. I'm, I'm glad we, we brought that up. Nate, uh, what about you? Something you may um, not know about EVE Online. Yeah, so uh, I think uh, something you may not know about EVE. Um, so, hold on, sorry. Sorry, one of my Athenors is getting shot. Um, That's something you My coalition know. forces? 
Hopefully. Looks like it, yeah. Ooh, um, okay. Maybe they heard me. Uh, how about uh, Tau AD, when he started FCing, uh, was seven years old. Um, wow, no, I did not know that. I knew he was a young guy, but what? But he's quit, and then he quit, right? So he quit, that's why Snuff disbanded. Um, he quit at 15. So, you know, basically Project Mayhem until the end was however many years, and so he started at seven, quit at 15. So, interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah, I don't think people know quite how young Tao was. I, I think generally people figured he was young, but not that young. It's interesting. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think they've talked about it a few times, like I want to and Tao. They go, when they went on like, like uh, the goon shows. Um, I forget what they're called. Um, but Hiwanto is young too, not not as young as Tao, but close. Oh, yeah, that, that's interesting. What about you, Araya? Do you have anything that uh, people may not know about Evo Online? Yeah, I have a client trick. Um, so if you happen to log in this week and you can manage to log in. You might find that uh, things are a little laggy. Your modules don't work. If your modules aren't working, drag them to another slot on your HUD, and you'll find that the active modules will start working. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I have that old trick of, uh, like, you get a module that's stuck cycling or won't cycle. You just drag it to another slot or in back, and then that usually uh, fixes the problem for whatever reason. Like that? Yeah, it's um old trick, but uh, with... This week's uh, DDoS, it's uh, come back to be a useful thing to know. Yeah, the DDoS attacks, you know, I didn't want to talk too much about it, but um, yeah, I mean, Nate, you mentioned before the show, and probably on the show, that we've had, you've had to cancel quite a lot of ops. We've canceled, uh, yeah, sorry to interrupt you. We've canceled, just looking back, uh, six fleets maybe this week. Yeah, that's um, it. Yeah. And like some of them were major, major fleets. Like we had Asbel hull timers to do and stuff that we just couldn't, because um, people couldn't log in. Like not even just like, oh, one or two guys. It's like, yeah, the the whole lines can't log in, so don't even try. Yeah, or it's unstable. You know, I, I'm able to log in fairly reliably, but I can't stay connected. Um, and I, I th- it appears, you know, that it's not CCP directly related. This is some sort of wider spread DDoS attack on UK ISPs, um, which is sort of disrupting traffic from certain areas, more areas worse than others. I think the US guys have it kind of the worst right now. But I do hope it's something that they fix because uh, we're in the same boat. You know, we're supposed to be deployed and uh, we haven't been able to do anything in a week. And it's hard to keep that hype up when you can't do anything. Fed up... uh... Is in what Navula? So back in Losec? Uh just stationed in Navula. We're just screwing around with the tribute region. Um, tribute's a really interesting region at the moment with all the little guys that have grown up. You got Trigger, Unspoken Alliance, Rotes up there, like all kinds of guys up there to to mess around with. It's been really fun. Um, but it's not been fun if you can't log in. <laughs> right, exactly. So I'm hoping it gets resolved quickly. Um, my section for things you may not know about EVE Online, and since I'm hosting the show, and it's about this, I'm going to dispense that, if you hadn't noticed, Aideron Robotics left FedUp a long time ago, several months ago. FedUp has completely transformed who they are. We are no longer anything to do with LOSEC, Faction Warfare, Aideron Robotics, Pen is out. We're, we've refreshed like most of our group. We are firmly a NullSec alliance now, living in legacy space and doing our thing. So All of you out there on Reddit who keep Throwing our name into there is like part of whatever goes going on with Aideron. We have nothing to do with it. Um, so that's like my little uh, correction on some of the things going on about Reddit. So but, uh, uh, what yeah. what federation are you uprising now, though? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not uh, the, the yeah, Galante we, Federation. We, we, <laughs> we are just fed up. You know, it has nothing to do with um, Galante Federation anymore. Um, you know, as most a lot of groups have names from their past that uh, that no longer apply. Um, so you know, we're we're just Not doing us, our own we're thing. Still wings. Yeah, you are still wings. <laughs> You've grown up from from thoraxes to avatars, so I mean, have quite the ability over there. So that's good. Um, 
that'll do it for our show today. I just wanted to make sure that everyone out there checks out uh, Talking in Stations Discord. Um, always a lot of things going on there. CCPers, uh, prominent figures around the community talking about what's going on with this DDoS attack and patch notes and anything you'd want to ask about. And uh, our Patreon and YouTube channel, if you want to support the show, um, you know we do need equipment and stuff like that. Yeah, I think next week we'll continue our series on what does Losec look like for 2020 um, with Aderon Robotics. We'll talk to them and maybe get their side of this uh, coalition that we discussed today. But that, for now, that's all we had, and we'll see you next week in Talking in Stations. <laughs>